This week and the last couple weeks, actually, the Tour de France has been going on. How many of you watched the Tour de France? Not that many. Did you know that the Tour de France is the most watched sporting event on the globe? I mean, yes. One guy knows. He wears his spandex proudly, I'm sure. Yes, yes. All right. Well, listen, actually, what's so cool is that picture that you see in the background there was actually taken by our own Pastor Jay Halley. They just got back from Spain. They led a, a, team, a mission team into the Basque country of Spain. And while they were there, they got to witness a little pinch of the Tour de France. Now, this weekend, uh, actually today, starts uh, section 15, which is the mountainous section. 111 miles they will ride today. That's like riding your bike to, from here to Columbus. Anybody want to sign up to do that? Yes. And yes, one, yes, my faithful one right there. Yes, he does. And, and, but but and not just riding to Columbus. Riding to Columbus in that kind of terrain. Unbelievable. Tour de France. Now, most of the people that watch the Tour de France or you know the Tour, Tour de France, you know, you, you're thinking mostly about the leader. The, the leader, whoever the leader is, gets to wear the yellow jerseys. And, and it's like all eyes are on the leader, you know, and is he going to keep the lead this, this day and this week and this section of the race? But what people often are unaware of is another character, another person in the Tour de France known as the Domestique. The domestique. Can you just say that with me? It's kind of a cool word. Domestique. Yeah, don't you feel like, I don't know, something? I do. I'm just going to say it all week. The domestique, you know. Well, the domestique is a, is a French word for servant. And in fact, Eurosport says this about the domestique. They are the unsung heroes of the Tour de France. They have one job, sacrifice everything for their team leader. There would not be a winner of the Tour de France without the domestique. The domestique is there to serve the one that they want to win the race. As part of their support team, they're racing with them. They're, they're handing them water bottles. They're feeding them energy bars. They're, they're going in front of them so that the, the, the leader can draft behind him and get a little bit of a, a break. This is the work of the domestique. They are ultimately a sacrificial servant to push someone else ahead. I think about that concept, and it's not original with the, with the Tour de France. I think, we, I think we see the heart of the domestique first in the person of Jesus the Christ. We've been walking chapter by chapter through the gospel of John, and in John chapter 13 today, we come to see Jesus and the way that he serves his disciples and the way that he has served us as the domestique. All right, it's John chapter 13. If you're following along in your Bible or if you want to open up your phone app or if you want to just follow along with the scripture on the screen. And let's lean into this passage and see what happens. It says, Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and to return to his Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very 
end. Jesus has been traveling for three years with a group of men known as the apostles, the, the disciples. They had done everything together. They were living life together. They had watched Jesus preach and teach and heal. They were close friends, supporting one another, caring for one another. And it says Jesus loved his disciples throughout his ministry, but now he loved them to the very end. Jesus knew that the end of his life was coming. Shortly after this Passover meal, he would be arrested, he would be betrayed, he would go to the cross, and he would give his life away. But he wanted to teach the disciples one last important life-altering lesson. And so it says in verse 4, so he got up from the table, and by the way, Jesus probably was sitting at the head of the table, or kind of like he was at the seat of honor. And you got a seat of honor at your house? Like, it's like, no, 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 that's dad's chair. Like, he sits there, you know? Or, oh, no, 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 that, that's, that's grandma's chair, the matriarch of the family. No, no, nobody sits there but grandma, you know? Well, Jesus is sitting around the table, and uh, he might not have been on a chair. They, actually, they usually lounge next to the tables. But he was at the space of honor, because he would have been the honored guest amongst the disciples and anybody else that was there sharing this meal with them. And it says, he gets up from the table, from the seat of honor, and he took off his robe, he wrapped a towel around his, like, it's the middle of dinner, and Jesus starts derobing, and everybody's starting to freak out, like, what's going on? What's he doing? He wrapped a towel around his waist, and he poured water into a basin, it says, and then he began to wash the disciples' feet drying them with the towel he had around him. Now, last weekend, you were here, and Pastor Joe shared a powerful message about Mary. And, and as, as she anointed Jesus' feet with the expensive perfume, and she got down on her knees and was wiping Jesus' feet with her hair. Remember, every, anything that's wasted on Jesus is never a waste, right? We learned that. I hope that you wasted some time this week in his word, in prayer, serving someone else, giving something to someone else for the sake of Jesus. And, and now it's one thing for Mary to do that to Jesus, but now Jesus, Jesus gets up from the table, from the place of honor, and he, he humbles himself, and he gets down on his hands and on his knees, and he begins to wash the disciples' feet. By the way, the disciples, all of them, they were gathered there. You know who was there? Judas. The one that would betray Jesus. And Jesus washed Judas' feet. Or, and Peter, Peter was there. The one that would later <laughs> deny Jesus, what, three times. He'd say, I don't even know the guy. And he, too, was one of the ones that Jesus washed his feet. And feet, I mean, we talked about this a little bit last week, I think, but, I mean, feet were kind of nasty in that day. I mean, they didn't wear their sperry topsiders to protect things and keep things all, you know, and, and you know, <laughs> like they walked around barefooter in sandals and, and dirt and animal stuff. And, and Jesus, Jesus is wiping that stuff off. And washing their feet. Why would he do such a thing? 
I love the way the late Tim Keller puts it. He says, the real way to know how much you love somebody is how much you are willing to give. What are you willing to do for, for the sake of another? That's proof of love. And, you know, every weekend I get asked how our son Carter's doing, and I'm sorry to belabor the point, but it's just, it's, it's our life. And he's sick, and he has not been well for two years. And I've discovered something. that I love him so much. I mean, more, I didn't know how much you could love a person. I'd do anything for him. We're doing everything for him. And the real test of, of real love is what we will give, how we will serve, what we will give up of ourselves for the sake of another. And Jesus, the king of all the earth, the one that has it all, he gets down on his knees and he starts cleaning dirty feet. In verse 12, it says, after washing their feet, he put his robe on again and he sat down and he asked, do you understand what I was doing? And he says, uh, he says you, call me, you call me teacher and Lord, and you are right. Notice that Jesus, he didn't negate his position of authority. He didn't negate the power that he had. He, just, he said, you're right. I am your teacher and I am your Lord. And he was like saying, this is the point. <laughs> Somebody said, you know, if you're above serving, then you're below leading. And that was Jesus. Jesus, he was the greatest leader of all, and yet he was not above serving the lowest of the low. He says, do you, know, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right because that's what I am. Verse 14, and since I, your Lord and your teacher, the one that's in charge that should be the boss, the one that should be being served, have washed your feet, he says, you ought to wash each other's feet. And Jesus goes on, he says, I have given you an example to follow. Do you know that there are some churches, in fact, my wife Lisa, she grew up in a church tradition where there weren't just two ordinances. We, we have two ordinances that we consider here at the chapel uh, that, that Jesus specifically told us to do to sh share communion and to baptize people. There is this other place in Scripture where Jesus gives a pretty clear, like, you should do this. Now, we believe that he was setting an example that's broader than the washing of feet. But my, my wife, Lisa, growing up in a, in a church of God in little Baroda, Michigan, um, at least twice a year, they would have a foot washing service at their church. But we're going to do that today. Some of you are like, oh, no, I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> Don't freak out. I know that could get, man, that could get real, right? We might, remember last week, we, or a couple weeks ago, we talked about the, well, no, it was last week, the perfume that, we, we need some of that perfume, right? It's like cover up the other stuff, right? And, 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 and I mean, they, they would literally get down on the hands and knees I, I, and wash each other's feet in a, in a church service. Let me tell you, that's, I've had that happen to me. 
It's humbling. It's humbling to let someone wash your feet. It's humbling to wash someone else's feet. I've been a part of wedding ceremonies where uh, a bride and groom decided as their first act of servanthood to one another, in their wedding ceremony, they washed one another's feet. Well, Jesus said, I've given you an example to follow, so do as I've done to you. And I think he was talking not just about the physical act, but although it wouldn't be a bad idea. Again, wash your kids' feet, like not just in the bathtub, like, or your spouse's feet. Or what does that look like? He says, I tell you the truth, slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Jesus then gives a promise. He says, listen, if, you, if you're willing to get down on your hands and knees and serve others for my sake, you will be blessed when you do those things. In other words, what Jesus was saying was lead, but lead with the towel. Lead with the towel. Well, what, what would leading with the towel look like in your life and my life on a daily basis? Maybe, maybe it simply means sitting with someone, sitting and listening. So many people have done that for us. You know, I'm a pastor, and usually I'm the one sitting and listening to others, but so many people have asked us about our lives and how, how can we help. I had somebody today say, hey, I'm handy. If there's anything that, you, that, I, that I could do to help you, I can't get up there and preach, and, you know, but, but there's other things that I could do. And just leaning in and listening and looking for a way to serve or to help, it means so much. And the people around you, you know, it might be sitting and listening to somebody and what they're going through and they're facing cancer or, they're, or the, you know, something's going on in their family with, their, with one of their grown children or the people around you, just take a minute, look around. Go ahead. You can. It's all right. Just look around you. These people don't have it all together. <laughs> Me neither. And the, those people that you just looked at, they've got stuff. They've got stuff going on in their lives. Hurts wounds, stressors, tragedies, losses. Just sit down and listen. Or, or maybe when you come into church and you see somebody that is sitting alone, wash their feet, but just, just, just sit down with them. Say, can I sit here? Can I sit with you? You never know what that might mean in somebody's life. Or, or maybe for some, washing another's feet, leading with the towel means sacrificing your career for the sake of your family. And I'm not just talking about stay-at-home moms, although, hey, glory to you for the work that you do. I have a friend that just, just decided to shift from a job that required him working long hours all summer and in the weekends, and he's like, I'm shifting because it's, i got to do something that's better for my family so I can spend more time with, with my family. Or maybe leading with the towel means spending your resources on someone in need instead of ourselves. Like, it's so easy to, ooh, i got a little extra. Ooh, what are we going to do? What am I going to buy? What am I going to get? And there's nothing wrong with that. But, but what, if there's, what if there's someone else that has 
a greater need, and, and that would be a way to lead with the towel, to get down on our hands and feet for the sake of another by, by giving. Or maybe it means opening your home to, to host a small group. And this fall, we want to launch many more small group opportunities, and maybe that's you or serving as a, as a facilitator for one of those groups. Or maybe it's joining a serving team at the chapel. Um, so many, I mean, you guys walk in every week, and I mean, We look like we got our act together, right? Let me tell you, we don't got our stuff together either. Like, there's always needs that you are unaware of. You know, during the 1030 service, we have a deep need for greeters. Everybody wants to come to nine. I know, because you want to go out in the boat later. And, you you know, (laughs) I know. It's okay. But I'm going to talk to that 1030 service. Hey, we need your help. Or maybe, maybe, maybe one of you, it's like, you know what? If they really need something, I can stay. I'll serve. It's leading with the towel. Or maybe it's serving on a short-term mission, like the team that just left from Mexico or the team that just got back from the Basque country, from Spain. We have several people from our Port Clinton campus that went to Spain, and they represented PC, right? Thankful for you, proud of you. Maybe it's caring for the marginalized. That's what it means to, to get down on our hands and knees and to serve another. Just a week or so ago, um, about 17 people from our Port Clinton campus uh, went and visited Edgewood Care Manor, people that are often just kind of forgotten. You know, while we were there, I did not see one, one family member visiting a person. It was just us, your church family. Actually, we did this across all three campuses. So, in one day, 236 residents and 225 uh, um, workers, staff members, were all shown some extra love and care. Staff members got Manuela's cookies, which are some of the best cookies in the world. Um, and then every single resident got a, a, this beautiful succulent plant. We partnered with some friends over at Green Circle Growers, and we gave every... every but, but let me tell you, what the, what the residents loved more than the plant was just somebody to listen, somebody to talk to. And our people just asked, how could, how could I pray for you? And, and our people prayed for others and showed love and care. Because that's what it means to lead with the towel. And that's what Jesus did. But Jesus, uh, in, in the text, he points out one other thing that happens when we choose to follow in his footsteps and to lead with the towel. Look at what he says in verse 33. He says, Dear children, I will be with you only a little longer. And as I told the Jewish leaders, you will search for me, but you can't come to where I'm going. So now I'm giving you, this is an interesting thing that Jesus says here. So now I'm giving you a new commandment, love each other. That was not a new commandment. That commandment had been given in the Old Testament. Like, love God, love people. But Jesus was, he was, he was expanding or further clarifying what it means to love one another, what it looks like to love one another. This is what I love about Jesus. He never asked us to do something that he didn't do first. That's what made him a leader. He lived it. And Jesus says, 
So I'm giving you this new commandment. The new thing about it is what he's modeling for them in that moment and what he would model for them by going to the cross. He says, just as I have loved you, you should love each other. What was he saying? He was saying, lead with the towel, get down. Take the low place. Serve, love, give. That's what it means to lead with the towel. And then he says this in verse 35. He says, and your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So Jesus says, listen, when, when, you, when you lead with the towel and get down on your hands and knees and serve the needs of others, put somebody else before ourselves, you'll be blessed when you do it, which we know that reality, don't we? I mean, the people that go, that went to Spain, they went, they were a blessing, but they were blessed. I'm sure of it. They came back going, wow, that was incredible. I felt God working in my life, in my heart. I, I felt used by God. And it did something for me when I was trying to do something for others. You guys, that's, that's how God wired us as human beings. And not only will we be blessed, Jesus is saying the world will be blessed. Why? Because they will see. The, he says the world will see your love and it will prove to them that you are my, my disciples. How will the world know that Jesus is real? It isn't through our arguments. It's not even through our theological dispute or stance. Jesus said, they will know you are Christians by your what? Love. Love. It's not love without truth. It's love that's anchored in truth. But Jesus says, listen, when, when we lead with the towel, it's not just us that will be blessed and other people that will be served. There is a world that is watching. And it's this very act, it's this love and servitude towards others that will prove to them that Jesus is real. It will authenticate real faith when we live it out with real action when we serve as the domestique. Lucian uh, lived about a hundred years after Jesus the Christ, and yet he was, he was a writer, he was an antagonist towards Christianity and toward people of the faith, and yet even, even Lucian wrote, it is incredible to see the ardor or the passion with which the people of that religion help each other. They spare nothing. See, that's what, that's what we want people to notice. That's what we want people to see. Um, there's a lot of people in our community on the peninsula here that you work with, that you play with, that you shop with, that you boat with, and they might, might not ever step foot through these doors. And so our worship and our preaching will not be the tool that reaches them. You will be. And your love, your love for other people, your love for one another, that's what's going to stick out. That's what's going to stand out. And the, op the opposite happens too. And this is what's, what's really concerning, right? Because if Jesus says, it's your love that will prove to the world that you're my disciples, well, in, in the same way, it's our discord and our disunity and our 
bigotry and our hatred and our anger that will also dissuade people from believing we are his disciples and from believing in Jesus. Man, there's nothing, there's nothing more powerful than a Christian. A bad one or a good one. One that's not setting up a good example, that's, that's just losing their temper all the time, that's, that's cheating on their spouse even though they go to church on Sunday or whatever it might be. That's telling the world something too. But Jesus says, man, if, if we'll get down on our knees and lead with the towel, it will, it will make a mark in this world. I want to introduce you to uh, Axel Domont. I hope I'm saying his name right. Axel Domont uh, competed in his first uh, Tour de France in 2017, did not win, did not stand on the podium. But he served as the domestique. And as the domestique, his leader stood on the platform. And this is what he writes. He says, when you have done your job and the leader has achieved what they want to do, it is still satisfying. He writes, I wasn't on the podium, but I still felt like I won. You know, all of us want to win, right? <laughs> I want to win. I want to win in life. I want to win with my kids. I want, to, I want to win in ministry. I want our church to win. I want Jesus to win. But man, there's a lot of battles, aren't there? And it feels like we don't win them all. And it doesn't feel like we're always the ones standing with our hand raised, you know, uh, winning the championship. But Jesus says, if, if we're willing to take the low place of the servant, the domestique, then we are winning. What it means to win is to serve. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. So what's that going to look like for us this week? What are we going to waste for Jesus' sake? Whose feet are we going to wash, so to speak? They need us. We need each other. And we've got to get this right in here. Like, Because when we get it right in here, when we love and serve one another with this kind of ardor and passion, then the community would be like, I don't know about that group of people over there at the chapel, but man, man, do they love. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you. Thank you for